Hi, and welcome to Leisure Time with Myla and Amber. Thank you for joining us today. Um, we're excited to be back with you all another week. Um, especially this week, we hit a landmark at 100 listeners, so we want to thank y'all. I'm your host, Myla. Um, Amber's away at the moment, but we are introducing another co-host. Her name is Mrs. Valisha Jackson. Welcome to our show. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. We are. We also have one of our fan favorites, Dr. Reginald Walker. Hello, everyone, and thank you for having me back yet again. In spite of the craziness that I bring. Mm, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> and today we have with us. Reverend Brenneth Morgan, who is a praise and worship leader at our church, Apostolic Tabernacle. He's also our youth pastor as well, and an excellent Sunday school teacher. Hello, Myla. Thank you for having me tonight. And once again, I am screaming, teacher, come get your kids. Come get your kids. <laughs> right, because these kids thugging, thugging on us right now, so... <laughs> Um, today is our marriage and ministry episode, and we will be having two discussion questions today. So, the first one is How would you react if your spouse in ministry spent more time doing kingdom work versus in the home? <laughs> so, as a I'm gonna go first, I'm sorry, y'all. Okay. As a, as a minister, as a, a woman who's a minister, and my husband is not. So if my husband was to do that, if was to spend more time in the kingdom than at home, I would be ecstatic. And I would be right there by his side. <laughs> so, you know, that's just what it is. Because, you, you know, yeah. <laughs> Delisha? Okay, so <laughs> I am not gonna go into too far to um, into it. Um, I will say this: when you, whether it's ministry, I know that's the, this particular topic. Just to kind of branch it out a little bit, whether it's ministry, whether it's work, whether it's volunteer work or whatever else, anything that um, your spouse gives more attention to than the uh than the marriage itself um it can cause it can cause a lot of tension in the home um but it's different kind of like what you were saying it is different when everybody is on one accord i think let's say um right now i'm 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 at home with our kids i you know i'm i'm at home with them raising them teaching them it's that whole deal with them um you know all the time this is an unstop thing and my husband works six days out of the week so for me to say um you know oh i just can't i can't stand it anymore you're you're working too much you're gonna have to cut back on some hours you're gonna have to do something you're gonna take some more time off whatever um I think that would be coming from a selfish place 
um, being that right. I'm not the, I, I don't have to work. You know what I'm saying? It's, it wasn't something that we sat down and said, okay, nah, baby, you're going to have to get a job. This is going to work. It was like, no, stay home with our kids. So cool. That's what I'm doing because we agreed upon that. That's part of the sacrifice that I make while he's taking on the bulk of the, uh, the, the workload for our household. Right? So that's established we're good in that department so I, I don't really get angry about the long hours because we, we sat down we were in agreement on that part of it now let's say back to the question about ministry babe I I, I think I want to get my theology degree I think I want to do this that and the other and then I'm like no I'm not on board with it and, it's, and you start to take so much time away from the home it is going to cause a whole bunch of conflict. But when I believe when two people are on, on a one accord with it, you kind of work out the kinks a little bit. Um, for sure, for sure, home is your first ministry. And if you look into it, that's a biblical thing. That's not just a man. That's not a man-made thing. If you look into the biblical thing, the first foundation God established was not a church. It was marriage. So... In that regard, you do need to pay attention to your marriage. That is your first ministry. Of course, your home is your first ministry. If you never get a platform, if nobody ever calls you to come and preach, teach, sing, whatever, you always have a home and that God calls you to to protect the gates of your home. Um, but I think that outside of that, as long as the spouses, the husband and the wife, they're on one accord with, with you know, whatever is is needed at this season of their life then I, I agree with you Milo that you have to support each other in um, in it otherwise the enemy gets a foothold in your marriage one little disagreement right. and the enemy has a foothold in your marriage um, so my thing is keep it centered on Christ keep it centered on the cross make sure you're doing marriage maintenance it's still important to date while you're married it's still important to pay attention to the details um, of your spouse because of course you change you, you I don't I probably have been the youngest married person on um here uh it'll be five years in October um but I can I'm the youngest uh, huh <laughs> I'm the youngest I'm going on too. oh okay well praise the lord in the Ohio <laughs> but I can tell you that I have changed and so has he things that I did not like uh before I got married uh, I like it now, and I probably have an attitude with my husband if he doesn't do. I was not a, a, a romantic um, before I got married. I really was, and I'm like, look, I can buy my own flowers, I can grow my own plant, I can buy my own chocolate. Do not spend a hundred dollars on Valentine's Day because all the candy go on sale after Valentine's Day. So, there you go. You feel Damn. me? Preach, Mister Delisha. Preach. And then, but now going into year five, I'm like, no, nah, baby, um. I think it's time for me to get a ring upgrade. Um, I think that <laughs> after giving you three whole boys, I think um, <laughs> <laughs> some red bottoms will probably come right. Out. I'm, I'm <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So because we change, because we grow, because we are constantly evolving, um, and we should be anyway in our relationships with one another, then I, I think it's important to pay attention to those details because. Who you married at the altar when you said I do, whether you went with the altar, whether you were in front of a bunch of friends, whether it was just you or just a piece, whatever. Um, as a couple, as a unit, you should be growing, you should be changing. And if for some reason, one or the other does not recognize those those details about you, it does put a strain on the relationship, added on to the stress of ministry obligations. So, 
um, I think it's very important to pay attention to each other, keep Christ at the center, and do not take on something in you, in you and your spouse are not in agreement about. I think that is that causes a bunch of downfall um, in marriages that are in ministry, that are, that, that are people that started off as um, in it together, like, oh yeah, baby, I'm in, I'm to the long runs, the wheels fall off to to, to, to the tires blow up, we in this together. Um, but then yeah. when someone decides, well, no, I I I, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. Be on one accord with it, especially right. when it comes to ministry, because you will find yourself. I want to say this because I feel like I got a little bit off track, but I want to say this real one thing before I um, move on. Um, just because people can applaud us, just because people give us a bunch of accolades and they give us a bunch of applause and they give us a bunch of uh, of their approval, that does mm. not mean that necessarily we're going in the right direction all the time. And it also does not mean that that's the voice that we should be listening to. The applause of people right. is not the voices that we should be listening to. I've seen marriages fall apart because the home was neglected, but they kept doing what they were doing because people were telling them that they were so anointed, that they were so right. gifted, that they were so talented. And oh my gosh, I've never heard nobody preach like you. Oh my goodness, you are you you are amazing. You just tapping right into my life. And the gift probably is very well there, but the home got neglected and they didn't stop and tailored to the details of the home and how the home was changing, how their spouse was changing and the needs of their spouse was changing because they stopped paying attention to that and started paying more attention to the applause of people that you look back over and the marriage is over. And sometimes right. in some cases, even the ministry is gone. So, And then because that's your covenant, yes. you know, like yeah, you abandon your covenant. Interesting. That's, that's some good stuff. I was gonna wait to the end. I'm so I'm, sorry. I was gonna wait to the end, but I'm gonna chime in here. Please do because it's. I, I love what Delisha brought up. She didn't just cover the uh, ministry part; but she covered the natural part. I, I'm gonna open this discussion by letting the odd listening audience know that I am divorced. I was married for nine years, rough nine to ten years, and I am divorced. However. However, I bring something pivotal to the table. Yes. Uh, and that is the wisdom that I learned through it all and trying to do it God's way. <clears throat> so it's interesting when you were talking about uh, you and your husband made this agreement and you were going to stay home. He was going to go to work. So I have always, for the most part, done full time ministry. Okay. God has been favorable that way. Amen. Um, but as yep. the, as the economy began to change, I I was wise because one thing I don't ever want to do, and I don't know how any other musician, any other preacher feels, I will never be a drain on the church. Mm. I'll never drain the church of its resources in in changing times. And so mm. for me, I'll take a pay cut if I I. I you can have your salary back all together. I don't have a problem with that. And mm -hmm. so I, I did just that as we were changing, growing, buying homes and cars and stuff. And I decided to go to work. Yeah. That's right. I was working and I was, I was working when I first started working, I was working like 32 hours a week. And um, then they moved me from one location to the next location. And uh, 
there was an opportunity that came up. They were like, well, you know, we need a supervisor who works nights. And of course, there's going to be a pay raise and you're going to be working 40, 40 plus hours a week. The first thing I did when that came up was I went to my, at that time, my wife, and we had that discussion. We talked. Now, what she did was she focused on one thing. She focused on the money. The money. And a lot of times, and this is so funny because this is a comparison that most people don't see. A lot of times we agree on things, but we don't look at the whole picture. Mm-hmm. That's true. We agree and say this will work, but then we don't know the emotional toll it'll take on us. Because now yeah. you have to get used to doing something that you've never had to do before. You you agreed, and I, I let it, you know, I still waited two days before I even accepted the offer. And I, and I, you sure? You, yeah, yeah, you're going to do it. You know, we need the, you know, we need the income and, and it's going to work out, you know. We, we, we both working and so and so, you know, and I'm like, okay. Well, I go work at nights and the way nights are, I get off in the morning. When I come home, she's going out. Yeah. We pass mm-hmm. by each other then. Uh, I sleep during the day. I would get up, cook, clean, do everything. I, you know, I was doing home home house husband thing during the day. Oh, praise God! That's Cooking, good. cleaning, folding clothes, all that stuff. Getting uh, nieces and nephews off the school bus, doing homework. I'd have her food and stuff ready. Okay. When she come home, we we would eat together, and then I would get in the bed, and then I would go to work. But what she had to learn now, she had to learn how to sleep without me. Mm. She had to learn how to spend five days a week without me, without the security being there. Because uh, there were times where sometimes, you know, nieces and nephews were there, then there were times she was there at home alone. You got to be there alone. And so it ultimately took a toll on us. And then, right. I, oh, and Lord, I, I hate to get into this. Um, that that situation, one of the one of the other things that that also was a factor in, in how it took a toll on us was um, my wife's in, my ex wife's insatiable habit to want to help the family. She was an organ. So we always had people trying to live with us. Yeah. Ooh, and 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 I'm still working nights, so I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Now we have people living with us. They're not cleaning. They're eating up all the food. The bills are going up. Lights are running all day. They touching the AC control. You know, sacred sacredness. Don't touch the right. AC control. It's sacred. And and all kind of stuff. People, they got friends coming over and stuff. I'm like, what in the world? I come home, <laughs> come home, can't even park in your own driveway, you know? Right. And so, towards the end, this is what was said to me, and this is where you talk about the change. It was said to me that I was mean. <laughs> I was mean and I was angry, and I did not see it because I just thought, I thought I was justified in saying I should be able to come home and the kitchen's clean. Like, I shouldn't have to come home at six something, seven in the morning, and the food I cooked the other night is still sitting on the stove. And the dishes are still in, 
you know that I was justified. I feel like he's coming for my life. <laughs> and, and I was like, and, and and this is this still undone. And 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 here it is now. When I get home, I got to take the trash out. I'm gonna walk you to the car, even while I'm frustrated. I'm gonna kiss you. I'm gonna tell you goodbye. And get these kids on the school bus. But now I got to clean this kitchen. Right. Yeah. And so I didn't know for years that I had evolved into an angry person. Wow. That went on for two, two, three years. I did not know I had evolved the way I did. And this is what you were talking about, uh, about paying attention. Mm-hmm. She was frustrated because I was angry, but I didn't know I was angry. Wow. She, she didn't pay attention oh to the fact good. that I was angry. She didn't pay attention to the fact of what was making me angry. And I was unaware that I was angry. So we never was able to agree there. Mm-hmm. It was always, you know what, I'm just going to let you rest and give you your space. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and, and what, it, what it, a simple conversation could have resolved a lot of that. But it wasn't right. there. And so my purpose on this line today, and I think the Lord had to rearrange it because yesterday we was going in one direction, but I think the Lord had to rearrange it today. My purpose on this line is to show you where not to make the same mistake. Mm-hmm. Because it, it is easy to think you're going so good and so right. Because here's, here's the funny part. When, when we did split up and, and it was said that we were not together anymore, everybody was like, what happened? <laughs> I be, I had people get mad and talk crazy to me because they were like, man, if y'all can't make it, we can't make it. Wow. Wow. And I was like, man, do not. See, this is the thing. Now, I'm, I'm old school when it comes to the, the, the issues of marriage. Yeah. And so I don't care what disagreement we had at home. We never took our disagreement in public. Oh, okay. Yeah. So people never knew what was going on. They never knew any frustration. Because in public, baby, we could smile. We mm. could hold each other. We could laugh with you. And then we get back in that car and it'd be cold. Well, why is that kind of pressure there on um, people the, in, in marriage? Why is that pressure there, especially on Christian marriages I was having a conversation with my first lady uh, about a year ago and I said you know when people are uh, at a point in their marriage where they are completely at odds and no one is listening to each other and it's like man this is just irreconcilable Um, why are women so afraid to leave horrible marriages and I'm not saying that men are always the problem that's not what I'm saying at all but there's, there's so said. much pressure, especially. Um, and don't get me wrong, I, I I know I know the word. I know that God hates divorce. Um, but but this just goes back to what you're saying about we in public we're good. I I I don't know why. I think we as a as a Christian community put so much pressure on people that are in ministry, people that are in leadership. We put so much pressure there for them not only to have the idealistic marriage. 
and, and who the heck knows what that looks like anyway but we put so much pressure for right. people to have the idealistic marriage and if you have a title behind your name if you are uh, Dr. So and so Reverend So and so what have you we put so much pressure on people to the point where they feel like I can't really go to my prayer partner about the issue I'm having in my marriage because if I do, then I'm gonna look like we ain't got a good marriage. And then it's I'm- embarrassing. Go ahead. I said it's embarrassing. I was in, in agreement with yeah. you. Yeah, it's that's that's really something. What what does the pressure come from? I, God didn't give it to us. So I'm. Well, I think well, I think the pressure comes from is that if you pay attention to the modern church today or even, not just the modern church, even our forefathers, we really do not exercise restoration. Mm. We really, we really, we really don't. And if you look at it, when you look at it from the prodigal son standpoint, and we joked, we joked about it a little bit in passing to where it's like, when he came back, the father covered him instead of exposing Mm. him. And so it's so much pressure on us and not just married individuals but it's um people that are in ministry there's pressure on musicians ushers or whatever to where is if they fall and make a mistake they don't feel like anyone's going to be there to pick them up but they feel like they're going to be chastised and they're going to be punished for the whole church to see and i'm really waiting for the day to where the church gets to a point to where if someone does mess up to where we can pick them up and let them know like hey man this is not the end of the road the bible says you know a just man fall it seven times what makes him just is that he got the he has the mindset to get back up and about and not only that you can't just always get back by get back up by yourself because the bible says ye that are spiritual yeah I, right. I, I i always i've always tell people this you know some people make fun of you know christian artists and this and that and i've always told myself this into i told myself this statement into other people i always judge my ministry on the basis can i restore someone back to where they would have been had they not left and not where they should have been because where they should have been is where you're deserving of judgment but when god restores he puts you back where you would have been had you not left and that's the thing with the church we really don't exercise restoration like we should yes that's like less that's like the woman with the issue of blood. Now when she went when she went to Jesus, she was trembling in fear. Like when he asked to touch me, she was scared because she the repercussions that could have came along with that. But he restored her back to better than what she was before. But not only that, he pardoned her at the same yeah. time. Like she, she didn't get reprimanded for touching him, even though she should have been. But she was so desperate and she kept her faith that when she reached out and she touched him, he not only restored but parted. Wow. Ooh, Jesus. I, I want to address this, um, Delisha, because Delisha uh, said this about this pressure. And I'm going to talk from this very unusual standpoint 
a lot of people think they're doing what they're supposed to do. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they think they're doing what they're supposed to do in the eyesight of God. And so they feel like, you know, I was built for this. God won't put more on me than I can bear. He won't put but more on me But you certainly can. can. But you certainly can. <laughs> and so this is where we are nowadays. Most people don't realize <clears throat> the Bible says there's a way that seems right to <laughs> The way that seems right to man, but the way the end leads to destruction. Yes. The enemy mm. can make you think that you're doing something in the will of God and doing it the right way for so long that you'll be think you're going straight, and what you don't know is you're gradually drifting to the left or gradually drifting to the right. Mm-hmm. And when you finally get to where you are. You're like, man, this is not where I started. Mm. How did I get here? This ain't even where I'm supposed to be. And so this is where God puts the pressure back on, on the on the man and woman of God. Revelation chapter two, verse, right around verse four. He said, Wherefore I know thy works. He said, You done some great things. Yeah. He said, but you need to return, repent, and return mm-hmm. from where you fell. Yeah. Go back, go back back there when you got off track and then go back to your first work and return to your first love and go straight keep, keep going get back in the race mm. look look at that I done went all the way over here west he gonna make me walk all the way back the way I came to back where I got off track just to go straight mm-hmm. again yes and, and you know and to chime in you know with with marriages I've, I've always looked at it as three ingredients to where you need communication you absolutely need intimacy and last but you know what should be first you need prayer together and and when you when you look at Mm. communication i learned something as a young child you know growing up they um a, a minister taught me god took woman from the side of man not for you to walk in front of her and not for you to walk behind her but that y'all can walk side but by side. side. In other words, that's where communication comes in to where to where it's like I don't and just kind of piggybacking off what Dr. Reginald said, I don't pretty much I I don't take engagement without consulting my wife. I don't take on new roles of ministry with consulting my wife because if you're not careful, the people don't understand this, the weight if you're not prepared for the weight of favor that God wants to bestow on you, the blessing can literally right. destroy you. I'm going to say that one more time for the listeners. If you're not ready for the weight of favor that God is ready to place mm. on you, the blessings can literally destroy you. And so that's why mm. you have to pray together and not only have to pray together, yeah. intimacy is not always sex. Sometimes just looking in my wife's eyes is intimate. Sometimes watching a movie with her is intimate. Having conversations yes. with her is intimate. So when there is a struggle, because when there's a struggle that happens, like I mentioned a while ago, and I've always, and I'll conclude with this, I've always looked at marriage as a triangle. My wife is on the right, I'm on the left, God is at the top. And in the middle, there are some things that are trying to tear us apart. But as long as me and my wife have the sole purpose 
that we want to be together and that we're pleasing God, it don't matter what's happening in the middle of that triangle. Because Romans 8 and 28 said, and all things work together for the good of them. So everything is going to work together and your marriage is going to be just fine if you um keep God as the sole focus. Now, I'm not naive. There are some marriages that fall apart for very for various reasons but my number one question will always be this is that was God the main focus was, was God, God the main, the focus? main before, focus before you know the bills came in before the problems came in or whatever how, how often did you and your spouse pray together on matter of fact you don't necessarily have to be her fault you don't necessarily have to be another person can you know just just drift off just drift off or whatever but i just i just believe if a marriage is going to hold together i i really believe god is ha- going to have to be the center that keeps everything together absolutely that's right absolutely you're talking about intimacy and it's true just even revealing your weaknesses yes. and fear that mm-hmm. is that is a yeah. very intimate thing to be able to look someone else in the eye and have enough faith to share with them that if I reveal my deepest hurts, if I reveal my greatest weaknesses and my fears, that you are not going to take them, twist them, take advantage of them. And that takes a lot of faith in the person that you are um, joined to. And that is a moment of intimacy as well that to me, um, I, can I can I say say this word? Can I say the S word on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Physical intimacy. Let me put that. Say that. How about that? Six. Okay. That, see, can I say Thank, that? Thank I can you, say it. Oh, okay. Yes. There we go. Yes. <laughs> yes. To me, you can say. I thought. You oh no no no. Word. I was just like, you know, we need to try to stay away from that. No. But. To me, how I view that, sex is not the. Um, it is not the result of intimacy okay it's not it's not right. it's, it's not the reward let me put let me rephrase that it's not the reward of intimacy it's the mm. result of intimacy but not the reward the reward i believe of intimacy is this deeper bond that puts you closer and closer together becoming That's right that is the reward sex is the result because mm-hmm. you could you can have sex and not yeah. be intimate <laughs> I mean, everybody do it all the time with one night stands, you know. So yeah, that which trips me out in this day and age. Look, with Corona out on the run, and all these <laughs> other uh, this, uh, staff infections and all this other stuff, the kissing disease, <laughs> and y'all want to sit here talking about my man and her man and her man, and we share them all. No, no, no. stop no. that. <laughs> Somebody go slap sister for that song. Y'all better, <laughs> you better share some antibacterial hand soap. Like, we're not, it's too much going on in this day and age. But 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 a pattern of toxicity will lead people into thinking that that's okay. Wow. You practice toxic right. behavior all your life. That that's what you become accustomed and used to. And that's right. I mean. And heck, what else is you? What, what you gonna get the next person? You gonna get them no toxicity. Exactly. <laughs> and together, y'all gonna be toxic together. It's a vicious it cycle. I, I, yes, I want to go back to something Reginald said, and I want to talk about submission. Ooh, be- <laughs> wow. Well, well, we want to talk about submission. 
submission. Okay. Because I have a belief that I, my belief is that the man in order for the marriage to work, the man needs to be submitted to God. That's correct. And the woman submitted to her husband, who is submitted to God. And being submitted to her husband is being submitted to God at the yeah. same time because you lining up in the word of right. God. But there are some marriages, some relationships that do not work like that. And, you know, there have been circumstances where where somebody would say to me because my husband is not in the church like I am would say to me but you're just submitted and you know and he's not but how can I expect God to change that if I'm not submitted if I'm not in God's word like that's that's just like working against yourself oh I want I want God to work this thing out of my marriage but I'm not willing to line up like God instructed yeah. me to do. You shoot yourself in the foot. Well, <laughs> the word of God, especially concerning you, my you know the word of God. It says that the, the, the sanctified yes. wife will sanctify the unbeliever, you know, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know that. So, so it doesn't matter how people view you as long as you know that you're doing what you need to do. Secondly, right. Um, it's funny when people talk about submission because they talk about uh, they Paul's writings in Ephesians chapter 5. Well, if you read Ephesians chapter 5, you would almost think Paul was schizophrenic. <laughs> because Paul begins to talk about submission, you know, Christ being the head of the man, the man being the head of the woman, submit to your own husband. Then he starts talking about the blood and, 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 and sacrifice. Then he gets back and he said, submit one to another. <laughs> and you'd be like, Brother Paul, can you just stay on, help us? And that's the part where we, where we mess up. Yeah. And we get to we get right around Ephesians uh, 5 and 20, and we get down to like verse 22 and 22 and 23, and then we don't go down to like verse 5 and 6 where it says, submit one to yes. another. Yeah. It's, it's that submission one to another. That submission one to another is that level of intimacy that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's that coming together putting it all out there putting your fears, your worries, your insecurities all that on that's that's what happens when we truly submit to one another mm-hmm. when we submit one to another we can help carry one yeah. another yeah. and you know as it relates to, you know as a mission relates to you know marriage and ministry you know I'm a firm believer to where it's like it don't matter how many times I tell someone slap your neighbor high five or how many times people run the aisles <laughs> and this and that if as a man of God if my family does not feel or believe I'm saved then I fail then, then, then mm. I, I fail period that's, that's just my, my my personal opinion that's just my personal opinion because yeah. I, I just really don't I really would not expect you know my wife to follow me if I if I can't you know lead her to somewhere I'm not even trying to go, so you know so if, as long as I'm you know setting the example in the home, I think you know if if it should be quite easy for the um for the wife to follow, and I'm talking as it relates you know in ministry now far you know far as like out in the world of the you know the, the, the believer 
in an unbeliever, I still believe that you're, you know, you're required to submit yourself to your husband, but you also have to submit yourself to God. At the at the at the end of the day, it don't trump. It doesn't trump That's the right. husband, but you still have to submit submit yourself to God or whatever. Because I've seen some women say, "Well, my husband ain't saved, so." I don't have to submit to him. No, that's not that's not so. You you know, cause my 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 on my former pastor, he told me something funny. He said, God honors covenant so much that he'll honor the covenant even if you married the wrong one. <laughs> so, right. so you're doing that. God God will make you honor what you got yourself into. But see, but that is submission too. Submission unto righteousness. Um Right. Not submission unto baby, you with me to go rob this bank? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, and then too, I this is this is opinion here and, and I and I hate to do this when it comes to the word of God because we just to just take it as for what it is. Um however, because of how I interpret it, I don't believe that God necessarily had to tell uh, when he gave the command for a woman to um, honor her husband, I don't believe that um, he really had to <laughs> tell women to love their husbands or or submit like that. Because the thing of the matter is, even in Genesis, when he spoke the curse, he said, "Look, your desire will be for your husband." And so, if you if you, if somebody ever wonder why they kept chasing somebody that was low down that didn't want them, I mean that's that's just, that's just a part of the package. He said your desire is gonna be for this man, <laughs> if he messed up, if he crazy, whatever. And sure enough, even to this day, when it comes to women, our desire is for that man. We don't have to work too hard to love our men. We don't have to work too hard to try to respect them or want them to feel love and respect and bias. But then in turn. He says, now, men, you need to love your wives as you love yourself. Um, and I think a lot of men have, have, a, have a big issue with that. I think a lot of men <laughs> have a huge problem with honoring their spouses. And so it becomes, a, it becomes a, a power struggle within a marriage. So when you, when you had a wife right. in the beginning that was willingly submissive, and willingly just wanted to make you feel like a king. And then you have a husband that's like, you should treat me like the king I am anyway. You feel me? <laughs> right, exactly. Like you deserve it. And then after it. a while, it, it, it was a power sh- uh, struggle. And then that submission just begins to fade away. That respect begins to fade away. This is this fade is just away. this is just what happens. It's, I'm not talking about what what it should be because we know what it should be. But this is what really happens in a in a lot of happens. marriages. But see, it's it's important to pray about that. When you feel like your respect for your spouse is leaving, you need to pray about that. You that's like a warning, a wake up, and you need to repent and pray because you're that is just basically slipping into it's it's just slipping further down. Y'all need to y'all need more than just pray. Yep. Y'all need to communicate yes. because there's yes, something absolutely. that's making you lose respect. Yeah, absolutely. And two, I'm and you, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just, I, I was like, you just don't let it go on. Like, well, don't well ignore I, it. I think one rule in marriage, which is hard, you know, just my opinion, which is hard. I don't, I don't think you should ever go to sleep angry. Now it happens. It yeah. Happens, you know. 
and I'll be the yeah. first to say, you know, me and my wife, we had disagreements, but the rule in our house is, even if we angry about it, we, we're not going to go to sleep and not talk about it. Because if you allow, you know, that to, if you if you allow it to just, you know, be and not say nothing, it becomes a seed. And what seeds do? It grows. So, you know, so yes, we're, we're, I mean, I, I, it may seem like a nip it in the bud type deal, and most people, and most people don't like no nip, not like a nip it in the bud type deal. But I really believe, you know, you have to take care of your marriage as you do with a garden. You have to cultivate it. Yes, you have to cultivate it. You have to tear all the weeds Water. out. Not to say that the garden is gonna gonna be yeah. perfect, you know. But, mm-hmm. but but when you you know like like we said the other day, marriage is work, man. It, it, it really so, works it when worth. you just when, yeah. even when you take your spiritual eyes off and you deal with it from a practical sense, it still works. And so once mm-hmm. once you so once you right. get, and I really believe if you have two individuals that's willing to fight or whatever, because guess what? I'm not gonna agree with my spouse all the time. She's not gonna agree with me all the time or whatever. But if we're that would be boring, for, huh? If y'all yeah, if, if we really if we really to fight for it, I think everything's gonna be okay. And, and I and I and I'll keep right. like this. My wife loves have... to watch good times at night. I hate good times. I like to <laughs> I like to watch Martin or whatever. So you, so, so, so you know what we do? I would sit up there and watch two episodes of Good Time and talk about how stupid James is, and we'll watch Martin, the last two episodes of Martin, and we call it a night. Argument settled. Boom. Just like that. Right. You know what? Going back to intimacy, Bible say, this is Bible now, Bible say, Bible say, say it, it's in the Hebrew, it's in one of the Corinthians, It's it's in there, okay? It's in one of 13 letters. And Bible say that the two need to come together often um, in less than times of fasting so that the, this is why, so that the enemy don't creep on in there and tip one of the other. <laughs> so, right. So there's communication, our, our verbal communication and listening. And then there, there's there's that intimacy again. You, you need it, the physical and the emotional intimacy. You need yes. both of it to make, uh, to, to, they they're both needed. I, I mm, you know what? There are a lot, <laughs> and there are a lot of people. I've I've heard some stories of a lot of people, and it's not just men. Some people always think it's just men that have issues with their wives being um, intimate with them, or they don't want to, or this that. It's not always the men. A lot of times, sometimes it's women. Sometimes it can be women being manipulative over their husband. This just goes back to the ministry thing too. I'm mad at him. He's spending more time at the church than me. I ain't giving nothing tonight. And that is that is horrible, wife. That's horrible. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Homeboy could be you out in a club, okay? Ass. He could be a bunch of around a bunch of strippers that's popping in for pimp, but he he is out trying to serve the Lord. <laughs> and you like because he ain't giving you that time that you mad, you angry, and you yeah. were the one who prayed him into ministry in the first place, but now you mad that he in the ministry, and now you gonna withhold from right. him because he's in the ministry. Hold on, sister girl, you wrong, wife, you out of order. Get yourself together, because here's the thing. Before you two came together, you had a purpose. God had an assignment for you, and when you get ready to stand before him, guess what? He ain't finna stand you and your partner side by side and say, hey, no, he's gonna deal with you yeah. and him separate individually. Yeah. What did you oh, do? Wow. 
Okay, don't talk to me about your husband right now. I'm asking you, what did you do with the gifting that I gave you? I put a calling on your life. Before you ever knew you were going to be married, before you ever knew you were going to be a, I'm mother, only preach a, a, now. a mother, before you ever knew you were going to be a business owner, I put something on the inside of you. I called you, says the Lord. This is in Jeremiah. Look, before I formed you in your mother's womb, Cute I knew you. So don't 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 blame right. the issues on your spouse. That's this right. Is about me and you right now. So if you think about it, we really ain't got time to be pointing the finger at each other to blame if we're focused on what God is calling us to do. Yeah. That's right. Because we're still That's guilty right. of and not I doing our part. We are. Right. We are. If, if 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 anything, I can, I can tell you, I have had to repent sometimes and I can only speak so strongly about it because I've been in that place myself angry about something that I felt like my husband should have been doing more of and then when he started doing more of it oh I don't like the way he's doing that think about everything wrong right you done blinked too many times in the last three seconds come on like you know you just Lord I want him to lead God why can't he just be a leader why can't he just be a leader okay so God gives him an opportunity to lead and then I, I don't like the way he leaned them. I, I, if it was me, I wouldn't do it like that. Seriously? Who am, who am I to, to pick that man apart piece by piece when I came into the marriage with trauma? Right. He came into the marriage with childhood trauma. We came into the marriage with trauma together. Who am I to pick you apart and say that how you lead is not good enough for me? How do I know that how I'm serving ain't good enough for you? Mm-hmm. Come on here. But I'm but, but no, one could one could get searching. That that's probably, you know, a word a word to pastors or whatever to where you can't manipulate the gift that some that, that um God puts inside other people. And I see it all the time, pastors that right. try to pimp Facts. the gifts or whatever that's sitting in their church or whatever instead of trying to help the gift grow. So that is, that is a very mm, interesting yes. thought that Delisha brought up. Yes. Help us, Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord. That's, you know, that is good. I I, I want to add this as well um, to what you were saying, Delisha. Um, it's important to realize that as we grow change and the key I feel to stay in marriage is unconditional love loving with the love of God because who who my husband is today is not who he was Mm. two years ago who he will come on tomorrow is not who he is today right exactly exactly so when you have people Mm. have unrealistic Ah. expectations Mm want to push their thoughts on their spouse that what they think they should be like you just said and that's just it's not, not it's not it'll ruin what's realistic <laughs> is y'all have two different upbringings you were raised by two different two different families you have two different types of standards you have two different viewpoints and you bringing it together in one marriage and then even even though you in one marriage you still evolve as your own self who you are exactly. who god called you to be but check this even though you have all those differences when you bring it together to serve the the, the, the same god 
Come exactly. on. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. The Bible says that one can chase a thousand, but two can put 10,000 to flight. That's powerful. It's a, it's a powerful thing. I, I, I pray for marriages hurting. Out of the men, out of church, and, but especially in ministry, marriages are really, really hurting. I right. have seen people that are not walking in salvation and they probably have gone through um, infidelity, uh, gambling debt, alcoholism, and stayed together, worked it out, figured it out. And then you have people in ministry, dedicated to the ministry, that have completely just, they hate each other now. I'm unfollowing you on Facebook. I don't want to follow you on Instagram or, or Twitter or Snapchat. We done. I'm You blocked on every social I don't even follow you on YouTube, you know, based off a disagreement. Yeah. Based off a disagreement. One disagreement and the whole marriage is completely over. Yes. And Let, King listen, is supposed to be King, though. <laughs> Myla knows I spent a lot of time now at this particular phase in my life, and I never thought I was going to spend this much time counseling mm. married people wow. on how to make it work. Speak on it. <laughs> and so it, it's everything that y'all have said today is the same thing I'm, I'm going to de- deal with something because y'all were talking about submission I'm going to deal with this word help me oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> when I was married um, the first house me and my wife moved in I had an office in that house and uh, I would always uh, when we were kind of like uh, um, when we'd have our downtime from each other or when we were just kind of she was crafting and I would use that time to go be wise and, and try to go work on mm-hmm. something you know some people don't know everybody they think they, you know they don't know how to, to how to find that time apart um, that's needed for, for straight self sanity <laughs> 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 yeah you need self sanity uh, but one time I was working, I do so many things, printing up, uh, uh, coming up with software, you know, whatever the case may be, graphic design, oh. whatever. I, I was working on a couple of things and she came and asked me, what do you need me to do? And how, and she said, this, she's, what she said to me was, you won't let me help you. And she, she said to me, I'm supposed to be your helpmate. And so I didn't respond right away. I had to let it marinate. Then I came back with a response. And my response was this. My response was, if we're both working on the same thing, then something goes mm. undone. Yeah. You being my help me means you take care of what you know how ah, to take care come of. Come on. I take care of what right. I know how to take care of. And, and, and by oh, us shit. doing that to take care of the home, it works. It makes mm-hmm. a complete package. But if I'm working on this and you're working over here with me, then when I'm done, I still have to come over here and do what you should have done. My God, today. You, you know what? If I can chime in right fast, what, what you're saying, that hits home for me. I remember I had a 
blowout argument with my husband one time and it was because I was trying to help do something and I was trying to explain to him what you don't understand is the way I was raised and the way I was raised see my daddy taught me and so I'm thinking that he's just not letting me help him but the way that you are describing that is exactly what he was telling me he's like you think you're helping because you're doing but you're doing the most I don't need you to do that but my feelings was mad hurt y'all I'm like so what you basically saying is you don't need me no more you don't need me in your life that's what you tell me (laughs) 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 that's not what what he was saying he was basically saying what you were just perfectly describing that what I need you to take care of is on your end what you know you're able to do let me do what I know that I'm able to do so this thing can work but I didn't get that at the time and I really took it offensively so I'm really glad that you brought that up and it's even biblical it has biblical roots too you know how who was this Ezra Nehemiah uh, the wall is being built and there's a portion in that uh, scripture where he talks about with one hand they're building with the other hand they got their weapon in their hand to fight so it's like that makes me think about the husband and the wife one person we're working on the same wall we're working on the same pro, you know whatever the same goal but one person is responsible for the building the other person yeah. has the, you know what I mean is responsible for the fighting uh, from a spiritual sense if, if you can if you can get where I was going with that analogy yeah. but, uh, oh, but yeah. yeah so yeah so thank you for that 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 summed up exactly how he was feeling that day that that was that was the reality of my life because uh I had to explain to her. I said, I'm like, you know, I spent an hour in here working on it. Let's say if I'm doing, I could be in here working on meditating and working on a sermon. And, you know, she would she would want to type up my messages and whatnot. And I said, that's not a problem. I said, you know, when I'm done with it, you can type it up. But however, if you just sit in here the whole time, oh, then wow. when I come out now, I got to come wow. out. Wow. I got to wash clothes. I got to fold right. clothes. And I'm trying to maximize time because I'm still working nights. And, and you know, and, and I, I also wanted to say this too, not to yeah. drift, you know, but I, I just kind of want to drift away just from the thought of um, submission and help me or whatever. And and one thing, I, I just want to say this, I highly admire the fact that Dr. Reginald, when he opened up, you know, he did let us know that he's divorced or whatever, and, you know, and he went through. But another part I highly admire that he said now he's counseling married couples, and this is and this is what um to me what the body of Christ looks like. Not saying that he made a mistake or did some horrible. It's just life happens to us. And the thing is, is yeah. that sometimes, and I said it in one of my sermons, sometimes it takes someone that failed to show you how not to fail. It, it really does and, and that's the that's beauty, right. and that's the beauty that's of right. the gospel because it wasn't until Jesus died until he went to the lower parts of the earth and brought some of the faith of old and brought them back alive and so you know when we get this when we can get this concept in church to where we could be like hey to where we're really trying to help people I understand we're talking about help me but like even in our marriages if we can you know because we're all if you want to be honest we're all broken people we're all we're all broken in some way shape or form but yeah. sometimes it takes a broken person to perfect some someone to how not to be broken 
and that's the beauty that's the beauty of the gospel because we say it all the time the church is not for perfect people it's not for perfect marriages but it's for, but but in the church we ought to expect to be restored when we get there that's right hmm that is good. Well, since you bring up the church, um, how do y'all feel that COVID-19 is affecting the church? What are the effects of COVID-19 well, on the church? I've been so irritated with the church over these past few weeks or whatever with COVID-19. I don't quite know how you feel about it. Every it seems like every person that wasn't a prophet has turned into a prophet. <laughs> Everybody has turned exactly. into a preacher. And me, I am very careful about saying what God said or whatever. Sometimes you don't even understand what God is doing until like a year or maybe two years later. And so to be honest, if you if you my honest effect, I don't know why God has allowed this. I don't even know why it's happening. But one thing I can see is that this virus alone is waking the church up. And, and and not only is it waking the church up, people that's complaining about the doors being closed are the main ones that wasn't even in church when the doors were open. <laughs> oh man, in. don't get me started. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Let me tell you something. It bothered me because the people that are complaining about the church was people that was just planning to come Listen, on Easter Sunday only. That is spent uh, $300 on uh, Easter uh, <laughs> They mad because they can't stun on nobody. <laughs> you 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 seeing me personally, you you know, it, I, I'm sorry that you missed your opportunity to shine. Right. <laughs> but, there are, but there are some good things COVID has done. I've I, I seen a quote on Facebook, and it pretty it pretty much said this. It said the church has not shut down, but the church has been deployed, and that's that's cool. But some of the stuff that we're doing, the church should have been doing. The church should have been taking. Well, I, I'm not saying that it has it, but we should have been taking advantage of life group, taking been taking advantage of streaming. We should have been equipping people to win to win the loss. This should this is nothing new right, to the church. Right. And the difference we got to understand: the church is not under persecution, but if we're not careful, it can. And and, and if it's because you know persecution right. can come through legislation, it, it can. And so. So my thing is, I, I tell people all the time, you, you know, uh, my, my brother used um, Psalms 91. I used Psalms 3. When David was on the run from Absalom, when he realized that there was nothing that he can do about it, he prayed and then he went to sleep. Point, point blank. In other words, I am mm-hmm. not about to let some virus run me crazy. Tell me where I can go unless the law says I can't go. Um, and, and just pretty much, you know, changed my whole way of living. And by the way, Molly interrupted my whole day by sending me that um email of them taking down every basketball goal in Houston. But that's neither here nor there. But, <laughs> but, um, but I am not about to let this virus run me crazy. I'm not about to be afraid of it. I am going to be cautious about it. 
but it's not going to stop me from laying hands on somebody. It's not going to stop me. Yes. Listen, the Bible says strong must bear the infirmity of the weak, not the infirmity. That's sickness. The problem I've had is that we talk about what's wrong, but we have not tried to see where we can help. Right. What can we do to help the sick? What can we do to help the afflicted? All we doing is, ooh, I don't need to be around them, man. Let me tell you something. If I got to go lay hands, I do that. <laughs> I have been everywhere since this has started. I have not worn gloves. I have not worn masks. Every morning I wake up, I pray that the Lord will cover me and that angels will go with me. And that is my defense. Uh, some people say, well, you you know, you, you're fanatical. No, baby, I just believe his mm. word. He said it won't come nigh me, my dwelling. My dwelling is where I am. So wherever now, I and, go, and Don't get me wrong. We, <laughs> we take dwelling. necessary precautions. And it ain't come. You should have been, you should have been washing your hands. We do take precautions. I wash. Come on. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and, and look, y'all, and I, I'm, I'm going to conclude by saying this. Somebody on Facebook said this. All the hand sanitizer is gone, but the soap aisles are still full. I'm going to leave it there. Ain't that something? <laughs> Man, let me tell you something. See, that's my problem. You know what's better than sanitizer? Sanitizer is a quick fix. Soap and water is what and, does yeah. the trick. Antibacterial hand soap. And then I'm going to tell you, like I did, I told some people at my job, I said, you know, I can smell y'all when y'all walk by. I said, it's, it's, I said, it's not enough. Yeah, because because some people are nasty. <laughs> you know what? I got, I, listen, this. I'm, and I, when this first hit, because uh, Kavar, my husband, he was telling me about it in December. That uh, that a virus had broke out in China, and he was like, "Oh, it's gonna be in the U.S. soon," because he had been following the story for a while. So when it so when it actually did get here and um, got really bad, <laughs> I'm like, you know, Kavara, I said I can see how things are gonna get really bad just because of how people are reacting. Um, it's right. the action of the people that's gonna cause the government to take extreme measures. Because if if you would just stop and, and, and just wait a minute, let me just calm down a little bit. Okay, I need to go to the grocery store. I don't need to buy 50 packs of toilet paper for one house. <laughs> you you really I don't need, I just, I didn't understand that part, but okay, whatever. Um, bleach. Some of us been using bleach in our water for a really long time to wash dishes and things of that nature. This yep. is a new it's a new Clean thing to some people. Some people just discovered it this year in 2020. <laughs> Look at there. <laughs> Man, we grew up bathing in bleach. Come Ammonia, on now. I mean, pine saw, fabuloso, you name it. Uh, but but some people, some people, you know, they just like, wow. I guys, I have this new trick I'm gonna show you on my Instagram page. <laughs> if you take a cap, <laughs> no man, we've been doing that. Bleach, put it in your water. <laughs> But it's it's really yeah. something that it, it's taken this kind of uh, pandemic for people to just do things that just that you should just common sense do on a regular basis, and that panic right. has um, forced the government to move in such a way that it has, as uh, as it was just said a few minutes ago. Even when it comes to the persecution of the church, uh, um, I believe Brennan, you were saying a little bit a minute ago about that. 
thing of the matter is the Bible says that people's hearts will fail them for the things right. that are to come. You know what that tells me? That means that yeah. tells me that the stuff ain't even happened yet and people are dropping out of the race because of something that they think it, is coming. It, that it, hasn't it, even happened. Their yeah. hearts are failing them. I yep. understand the church position. That I, I, and that sometimes, you know, I, I kind of hate that, that I can see both sides. We do have to abide by the laws of the land. But what scared me was people were stopping their services before it even became a mandate. That and, and, and people... Right. Exactly. Right. Because they was tired. They been up in that shop. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Why, that was okay. mean. <laughs> really? Preacher... <laughs> <laughs> Preacher be like, I preacher be like, uh, <laughs> he be like, uh, I'm a close, <laughs> and he about to close about five times. You know, I'm gonna bring this to a close, but I'm gonna bring yeah, this. But to my whole thing, my, and but 45 my whole minutes thing later, <laughs> if you believe in God and you love God, you have a relationship with Him. You're gonna act cautiously, but you won't act out of fear. That's it. You're gonna be fine. Yeah. yeah. You'll use discernment. Right. Yeah. Remind me, I'm gonna Yes, Family Dollar yeah. has toilet paper, guys. <laughs> you can know, only two per customer, but they got it. You may be able to find some disinfectant spray at like an HEB if you go in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Listen, um, one of the things, and I and I'm not. Uh, at all a conspiracy person however I do believe uh, in being aware of the times that we live in and being uh, well informed one of the things that the people were unaware of is that while we were busy watching COVID-19 that uh, Congress has finally passed yes, the 5G law but we were so distracted there were no opposing at all yeah. There was no one to oppose it at all because we were busy. Yep. And they done done it. We we know. Let's be realistic. We we know that this wonderful uh, whatever this thing is was was man made. We are we we we're aware of that. Uh, and and I get that our government likes to. Where all governments like to be uh, prepared. However, we know it, it's it's we we got we have to be aware of, of even some of the things that go on in our government. And this is where the church fails. Uh, I know a lot of people don't like to watch the news. You got to be careful what news for, you watch. For sure, you do. Now, the the reality is we have access to all government records. So, like, Congress meetings, every time they meet, those records are online. But nobody wants to sift through and read all the agendas on the docket. Somebody <laughs> said, you want to hide some from people? Put it in the book. They ain't going to read it. Right. So, one and, second. Um, let me thank uh, Reverend Morgan for coming on tonight. Yes. I have some other stuff that I need to um, okay. take care of real quick. But th- oh, but thank y'all for having me, man. Okay. Rev, it was Thanks. so cool. 
chopping it up with you, man. Since the delete shit was so man, it's always you know, a pleasure. Talking man. with you, talking with you is 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 beautiful when the people of God can come together and have a healthy conversation. Amen. Right. Most people own view people of God to be so sensational until we're illogical. And it must mm, be, but there right. are some right. people that think. You know, and I'm 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 just happy. I'm just happy to be a part. Happy to be, still be learning. So thank y'all for letting me be a part. Right. Oh no problem. Thank you for joining us. You're cool. more than welcome well, back. Well, all right. Let, let my boy Bud. Let my boy Bud. No, I know. I love him, man. <laughs> all right, y'all be cool. All right, I love you. <laughs> you too. <laughs> I'm going to ask y'all a question because he just said something. Has anybody ever viewed any one of y'all as illogical? <laughs> oh, my I have husband. viewed my husband illogical before. I have thought sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what kind of faith you're working on, but I'm going to need you to find some practicality in there. Um, I definitely have because he's, he's so stable-minded. Um when it comes to what he believes, if, 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 if he's like, hey, God said it, he said it, that's it, that's it, that's where we're going off of. And sometimes right. I've been like, you crazy. Oh, me and your, me and your husband I, get along. Yeah, that's how I am too. If God said it, I'm I like, he crazy, crazy, Lord. Like, <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you really believe that? Listen, one of my play brothers has been talking about, he posted a whole video. Yeah about the chemtrails in the sky and talking about see it's a beautiful blue sky then the chemtrails the chemtrails cause the rain i said hold on now you a preacher just like i am we do not give the world credit for something only god can do yeah that's right be like man get off my telephone oh, <laughs> right on brother <laughs> oh man <laughs> So what about the what about the Packers in Miami? Um, that was. I'm gonna say this. I mean, um, I guess it ain't nothing. This is what I will really say. say. If you are a Christian um, and you badmouthed him, you need re- to repent. Um, and I know this may sound strange from some people. Um, I believe, and I look at his gathering, and. No person can force that that many. I'm talking about a large amount. No one person can force that many people to come out against right. against a, an an a, a, an art. However, people. as the head, he is accountable. Uh, I, 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 my yeah. problem was this because there are no real there's no real information about the executive order out. No hope. There's not a whole lot of information, and it's not even a whole lot of information about uh, 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 as far as if you go against it or, or what will happen. There, no, there's not even information about the repercussions. I think he, it was done as an example to Christians because at first right. they were saying two thousand mm-hmm. dollar fine, and so now we've abandoned the fine to just obviously uh, yeah. arrest warrant for him, and so you just. And and, right. and you, you make mockery of the faith, and so I'm. 
I got to Okay, you know what? I have to say I have to say this. Don't give it to me. I got to put my input. Um, I got <laughs> I'll play devil's advocate just a little bit. Now, we were just talking about before um, Brennan had to leave. We we're talking about using wisdom um, in the face of all of this. Now, do not get me wrong. I do believe there are times when when God is definitely calling people out to make a stand a very significant stand um i'm not talking about just you know just on your job but like a very significant uh stand in in the face of of uh, scrutiny <clears throat> to make that stand for him and for his name i do believe that however i also believe there is a way that god does what he does and i do not claim to know his mind i just I'm going off of biblical examples when the decree was sent out for uh, believers to stop praying. This is in uh, Bible and uh, in, in Daniel, the fast that everybody does for the church. That decree is sent out to like, hey y'all, don't be praying. This that you, you, know, you can't pray. You only bother what so on and so forth. But Daniel, I don't believe if unless I got the story wrong, Daniel did not gather up a bunch of people when that decree went out and say, hey y'all, come meet me in my chambers at fourth watch and we gonna pray no we don't care what they say about it he went and he prayed and yes he did open up but it was just him it was just him yes. right now that's him. that's the reality if you are going to be if you are going to be a renegade are you going to be that you're going to be that one person who god is using fearlessly then you have to be that person on your own but that's what I'm saying and, and look what happened he got thrown into the lion's den because of that but because he knew that he was moving according to how God told him to move look at what God did on his behalf the lions did not harm him look the king the king who made the dog on the creek unbeknownst to him because he was been, being manipulated into doing it but right. the king is he like I'm going fast for this brother tonight and when he go, he runs. Bible says he right. ran. He didn't get on. You know what I mean. He didn't take his time. Bible says he ran. He hastened to Daniel the next that next morning, and he's like, "Look, did your God deliver you? Are you okay?" And he's like, "No, I'm good, King." Right. You see what I'm saying? Look at how God delivered in such a okay, mighty way. This is how, and I believe this is how we know when head? God. When yeah. God is calling us to do something in that magnitude and when we're calling ourselves to do it, when God is calling us to do something in that magnitude, it's going to change some people's lives for real. Because after that, right. I bet you that king was convinced all right. God is God is the real God. That's right. Yes, because he declared everybody should fear and reference. That's how you know when God, 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 God calls you to do so a thing. Yes. Now, when we call exactly. ourselves to a thing, you know who gonna applaud us? The people that's always been applauding us. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If you want to call yourself something, you go right ahead. But don't get mad if nobody stand with you or applaud you. When you when you you'll find out now if God has right. given you authority and approval to do something, there's no opposition. Right. Here, 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 hear what I'm saying. There's no opposition. That Everything mean, lines there's up. There's no opposition. In, Nobody's going to oppose you. That doesn't mean you ain't going to have yeah. problems. <laughs> Paul said a great and effective right. work for me, but That's nevertheless, true. opposition surrounds yeah. me on every side. So yeah, there, there, there. Some I get what you're saying though. Um, 
even when they were building the wall, when they were building the wall, here comes that's that right. here comes Tobias. And they they come in with their discouragement. They're coming with their with their mockery, with their with their their whatever they're trying to do to get inside their minds to convince them to stop building the uh, rebuilding the wall. But I think, but that's just but just in regards to right. the, the creature in Florida that still held the service. I, I and I I don't know if God actually spoke to him or not. I will I will say this: when God does a thing, you know that it's God. And I think that's kind of where you were getting at, Doctor Reginald, a second ago. When you when God does a thing, you know it's God. You know it's God. But when we when we declare a thing for ourselves, right? When we make our own visions, talking about, hey, God said, if I make the vision and I write it, I make it plain. God gonna do that thing. You'll be out there by yourself. <laughs> but God is not talking about exactly. He's not talking about co-signing on your every right? wants and desires. That's not that's not what that scripture is talking yeah. about. And in this time, I believe. It, the Bible also tells us to be be as wise as serpents. You know what I mean? Our enemy, as harmless as dove, wise as serpents. Our enemy knows yeah. us in and out. He is cunning. You see what I'm saying? And he yeah. will, he will manipulate a situation such as this to put you in a position of persecution that you may not be able to withstand. So, I think you have to use wisdom. I'm not saying that that pastor did not because I do not have all the details. But I did see a snippet of the video, and based on the video that I did see, I was like, um, sir, <laughs> this may have not been necessary. This is what I will say. If y'all were going to gather, I wouldn't have even live streamed. Not only that, yes. because here's the thing, you already know right. that because you gather, they're going to be naysayers. And, 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 mm -hmm. and so, you Absolutely. know, people are going to be in the mix right. who do not agree, do not believe what you got going on. And so you, <laughs> this is something that's going to come, whether you like it or not, because mm -hmm. the people that brought, right. that's like Kimberell, whole loss of contract with uh, Disney because of somebody in her audience. Wow. Wow. And that's where you have that that that's true. She realized right she had to take a stand. Either you're gonna be either you're gonna be full fledged Christian and, and believe what the Bible say, or are you gonna compromise for Hollywood? Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's factual. That is the truth. But I believe using that wisdom and using that discernment, you will you will know. I've had to turn down I well I'm not gonna say half. I have turned down a ministry assignment because just because of using discernment and the thing of the matter is at the time I was newly married we had probably been married like maybe a month if a month um and the person the minister reached out to me first and his thing was like yeah I want you to be a be uh I want you to head my youth uh, my, my, my youth. Oh, I can hear youth. all that already. No, I, I can't. I can't do that. I'm gonna tell you someone. One brother don't know me. I could be a Jezebel in disguise, and you, and you like, you like, yeah. I think you gifted. I think you talented. Can you, can you head this? You just using that discernment, like you know what? Even though I was really excited to be able to do ministry with my husband to, to be as a husband and wife and we like I thought when we got married we were going to be like doing everything I thought we was going to be traveling everywhere preaching and teaching those manifested word of God to people when we got married I was so psyched and guess what it did not happen like that and so, <laughs> but 
But within that first month in that assignment being offered and me being in a place of vulnerability and excitement, one, because I was just married and then two, I was happy about ministry and excited about the opportunity for ministry. And so when that opportunity came, it's like, oh, wow. They want me, they want us to lead the youth ministry. But then that discernment goes, hey, hey. Something hey. wrong here. Mm-mm. Yep. Don't do it. Right. <laughs> and, I, yeah. and, I, and I told him, I said, I can't. I'm about to turn it down. Sorry. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Nope. Yeah. Every, 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 I agree with you too, Dr. Reginald, that there will be times, very critical times in our walk where we are going to have to make stands, um, even to family members. Oh, I had man. to, in my singlehood, with my grandma one time. I love my grandma. You know, how can you not love your grandma? She feeds you even when you ain't hungry. Um, and she... <laughs> She was talking to me and she said, um, she said, Delisha, why, why every time you come to see me, you don't never bring a man with you? What's, what's wrong? Do, you don't want no man? Are you, do you like women? And I'm like, what in the assault of hell <laughs> is this? She, she wanted grandma. I, I was not the only grandchild I had to explain to her I said you know grandma let me tell you something you don't know this cause you ain't been around me to know this but you don't know how long I had to fight and in the darkness how I had to cry out and pray to God to deliver me from a soul tie I had no business attaching myself to in the first place you didn't see the mind battles you didn't see me in my closet crying right. out just almost thinking I'm going to lose my mind because I lost a person you didn't see all of that so there's no way you're going to be able to sit here and understand why I can be content in my singlehood at this point but I had to learn how to get content in my singlehood because I know what it felt like to be attached to something that I did not need. Wow. And so that was a moment I had to be like, Grandma, listen. Right. You know good and well I don't like no women. Just because I don't bring a person down here does not mean I will never get married. And if I don't, guess what? All to the glory of God. Amen? Amen. Well, you know, it's funny you said that because people now are be like, Doctor Walker, you, you're not, you're not trying to date, you're not trying to. I, I don't want to do that right now. I'm focused. I'm gonna say something, and people don't want to hear this. I never knew how much a distraction That's marriage right. was. Wow. When when marriage no longer glorifies God, I never knew how much of a distraction it was. <laughs> I, that is a word. Put that on your your Twitter, Facebook, mm. Insta, Snap, Twitter, YouTube. When marriage you no longer glorifies <laughs> God, I did not know how much of a distraction. I be trying to tell people they think I'm crazy when I say stuff like, I did not know how much of a distraction it was because mm. now I was focused on trying to salvage and fix, mm. and and I and I was too right. busy with that really do anything else I had I was turning down stuff that I knew I should have taken that's right because I didn't want to be gone I didn't want to be away because you know here the reality she didn't follow me everywhere yeah <laughs> there are a lot of places I went in by myself and which I ain't got no problem with however <laughs> however there there are times yeah in ministry, you're not going to be together. 
However, you have to know when to show up. Mm, I agree. Because the enemy is always lurking. Yes. 100%. He always, yep. he always, he always, he always yes, comes right. by himself. I wonder, do he have a wife? He talked about a wife, but I ain't never seen her. Mm. Listen, the enemy, not only yeah. is, is he cunning, and, and, and but he knows what you like. Yep. And so people be like, oh, no, right. he don't. Yeah, he do. Trust me. He, he know what you like. And he know how to present it just right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Slide right on in your DMs. Unsolicited pictures. This line gets me. It, it, it's so funny to me. People be like, um, I was in Walmart, right? Uh, right when stuff was like really going crazy, and I was looking for some vitamins, and I was on the vitamin aisle. <laughs> and uh, there was like a couple more people there, but there was this guy there. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. Do you could, do you happen to see? So I'm looking for something. Do you happen to see it like right where you at? Because he was standing right in the way, and um, he was like, I'm looking. No, I don't see any. I was like, oh, okay, no problem. Thank you, appreciate it. Um, and he asked, he goes to ask me why I was looking for it. I'm like, oh, well, these are the health benefits of it, so on and so forth. It was a, a black seed oil, what have you. And so, uh, so they didn't have any, and I was just telling him about the health benefits because he asked me. And I was like, all right, well, you take care now. He's like, I'm sorry, are you are you are you are you single? I'm like, dude, no. dude, we in the whole middle of a whole. <laughs> we we in the middle of a pandemic, okay? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm married. And he's like, oh, almost like, yeah, I figured so. That gets me a lot with people when they like, I figured you were married. I, I felt like you were. So why did you ask? <laughs> right. Just to, just to be. They'll see you in, they'll see you dragging crazy. three children and be like, so uh, so is there a man well, in your life? Well, this baby ain't nothing but a month old, so you tell me, sir. <laughs> them assumptions but you know what that's another that, that's that's a whole nother podcast episode you know that is funny go deeper to but that. in the, the midst of covid and all of that i just hope that we are the people of god but well, i wanted to say to Milo, if it's okay i know you have to sign off that it's so it's okay if you are having feelings of of of, of whatever you're feeling it's okay to be a little bit of upset or whatever that I think a lot of people are feeling right now, but it's also important not to stay there. The reason why I say that it's okay to feel it because if you keep ignoring the fact that it's there, people be <laughs> you can't cast down imaginations and vain imaginations yeah. if you don't acknowledge that they're actually there. You know what I'm saying? You'd be like, well, the Bible says cast down every vain imagination that tries right. to draw itself. But you can't cast it down if you never acknowledge that it's there. So it's okay to acknowledge that those thoughts, that those emotions, that those uh, fears or those doubts about certain things that's going on and uncertainties that are going on. It's all right to acknowledge that they're there because if you don't acknowledge that they're there, you, you can't, how can God really deal with them? How can he really deal with you about them if you never bring it to him? So, um, that's just what I want to say uh, regarding COVID-19. Yes. Yes, and that that's a really good um, 
that's a really good spot to leave everybody on um, because it is a lot of mixed emotions going on now with the COVID-19. So um, just like Delisha said, it's okay to acknowledge yeah. that because acknowledging is the first step in healing. And, you know, and, and keep that with you. Um, try to continue to survive continue to stay safe use wisdom but most of all have faith that god is going to cover you in regardless of whatever come up against you listen and if you get covid 19 you'll be all right let me tell you something that's a word of faith right there god is in control so if 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 you got it he allowed it and it's going to be for testimony right so we better see y'all shouting. I know I'm listen, listen. I, listen, listen. Table, I need baby, to see y'all shouting while I'm running. The well, you're not gonna see my shout because I ain't got no rhythm. But I mean, oh I'll, yeah, I'll send up a listen. I got two left feet. <laughs> <laughs> they they couldn't even get me to dance at my at my wedding. I, I you know it was it. I think it was a bad omen because when it was time for the. They were doing the uh, the soul train. Oh, no. They were doing the soul train line, and as soon as I jumped on the floor, the music cut off. I say, "See, that's the oh, Lord right boy. there." <laughs> I said, "That's the Lord. He, he do." I'm done. He showed sure it. God so I was about to dance it. all of myself. <laughs> that is too funny. Well, I've had no, fun. Please don't. <laughs> okay, y'all be safe. Um, Yes, yes, we definitely um, did, and we definitely touched some very valid points. And um, my, my always, my hope is that people can learn from um, what we talk about, what we open up about. And um, thank you all for listening. Thank Amen. you for all the love. This week or today? Yes, Lord. <laughs> um, keep. Uh, yeah. Well. You know, just overall, like we, we reached a new, we we reached a, a milestone, and um, I'm very, very, we are all very, very grateful for that. Um, remember to You're gonna need him. take the Lord with you everywhere that you go. Uh, you show a lot, <laughs> and also, um, you can still be godly and have good, clean fun. Um, until Good next night. Week. Thank you all Good for night. joining, and we love you.